Oh, that had to feel good for Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, I think he likes winning. No, but this was a revenge game. How? He beat his former team. He was on the wild for like 30 seconds in a three-way deal. Longer than you'll ever be on an NHL team, you pigeon. Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What the- Not nice! There's a giant head! I made like 2,000 of these, I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Victory puppies, buddy! I'm not wearing my jersey yet, because I, I just got back from hockey. They won, though! They, no, come here. Leafs! You call me a pigeon? Leafs win! Three... No? Leafs win! Two, one, in overtime! over the Minnesota Wild. Maybe not the most exciting game, but if you paid close enough attention, there was a lot of good news there. And I'd say the finish was pretty exciting. And I get to have my cake and eat it too a little bit here. Let me do a little read first. Wanna bet? You can do that at Sports Interaction. When the puck drops, Sports Interaction has you covered pre-game live betting on all major sports, baseball starting soon, and prop bets. If you know which way it's gonna go, head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn and download the Sports Interaction app, but only if you're 19 plus, and please play responsibly. So, I've talked about this before in these videos and on the podcast. Whenever I make a bet on a hockey game or any other sport, two bucks. That's all it is, two bucks max. I won't do more. You can call it cheap, I call it responsible, but Sports Interaction has this fun thing called pinata pick. Pinata bets can be a lot of different things for a lot of different sports, but specifically what it is for hockey is first goal of the game. So for me, I put down a bet of $2, sometimes one when it comes to the pinata picks, and it randomly spits out a minute in the game where the first goal will be scored. If that happens to be right, then you win like, oh God, what was it? It's plus 5,000 if you know betting. If you don't, if you put in $2, it wins you 100. So I did one for this game where it said at the 12 minute to 12 minute and 59 second mark, and I thought, oh, because I've put it in before and it's like, oh yeah, the first goal is going to be in minute 45. And I'm like, eh, there you go, that's a donation. But the first goal of a hockey game being about 12 minutes in, that's pretty reasonable. So the game starts and the teams are trading chances and Samsonov's out of his net and he's flying and his two best saves of the first period were against his own team. Almost bites hard on one, no! And it hits the post, okay, fine. And the minutes tick away in the first period and I'm like, I, dude, we're getting close here. About 30 seconds before 12 minutes into the first period, Marner has like a golden opportunity doesn't bury it. And then, and then I stand up. I gotta stand up from the couch. Because it's my minute! The Wilder are banging away at it and hacking and whacking and he hits the side of the net and there's a whistle. I stopped even paying attention. I was looking down at my phone and I just hear Gord Miller say like, oh, I think they're gonna review this. And I'm like, what? That's when I became extremely conflicted. Because I like the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want the Toronto Maple Leafs to win. But I also like $100. I would very much like $100. They show the thing on the replay and the puck is very in. Brandon Duhame from behind the goal line throws it in front. It banks off of Callie Yarncroke's skate and in! No! But yeah, but no! But yo! So the bad news is the wild go up one nothing. The good news is I hit the pinata pick. Put down two bucks, got 100. But I can't enjoy it if the Leafs lose this game. I'll have too much guilt. Which is why I would like to personally thank William Nylander for 
everything! Because not even four minutes later, the Leafs have the Wild hemmed in their own zone. Nylander behind the net, and I'm watching this guy like, is he about to do the Michigan? Now he did not do the Michigan, it would have been way cooler if he did the Michigan, but he just repositions himself a little bit. And talk about disrespectful, I know David Kampf hasn't scored very many goals this season. Look at him! He's right there! The amazing thing is, it's not that the Wild are ignoring David Camp. Look really closely at this screenshot. The Minnesota Wild have five skaters on the ice and a goalie. Between them, they have 12 eyes, and all 12 of them are on William Nylander in this photo. That's power! Dude, teams know William Nylander is on another level this season. They just can't really do anything about it. He's unbelievable. You know, there were times last year when Austin Matthews was scoring 60 goals that I watched him play and I couldn't imagine him ever not scoring. I couldn't imagine a season for him where he didn't score at least 50. There was even some conversation about this season after he scored 60, after he won the heart, can he score 60 again and can he maybe even hit 70? But I brought up the possibility on the podcast to a chorus of boos that he may never top this. And if that sounds negative or pessimistic, Ovechkin did it once, early in his career as well. He's never done it again. For as many times as he's hit 50, seemingly at will, he's never hit 60 again. Steven Stamkos, also early in his career. How is this guy ever gonna slow down? He never hit 60 again. And the point I'm making here is not that Matthews won't hit 60 again or can hit 60 again. Heck, he could have a really hot back third of the season and win it this year. But man, there are nights watching William Nylander where I think to myself, this might be the best, best version of Nylander we ever get. I'm getting ahead of myself here because he ends up scoring the overtime winner as well but he's already at 70 points. Again, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because this stat didn't come out until after he scored the overtime winner, but from NHLPR, William Nylander reached the 70 point mark in consecutive campaigns and joined Matt Sundin times 12, Mitch Marner <laughs> times two, Austin Matthews times two, and Doug Gilmore times two as the only Maple Leafs players to achieve the feat in the past 30 years. First of all, look at the names associated with William Nylander there, including Sundin and Gilmore. That's how good he's been this season and for the past few. And the other mind-blowing thing there, only five Leafs, five, have ever hit 70 points in back-to-back -back seasons. Three of them are currently on the Leafs! Which makes me rethink this deadline. It makes me rethink the whole approach to the team. Like we've been giving the Oilers grief for not going all in and trading every draft pick ever because you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman scoring 100 points. What are you thinking? This Leafs group, yes, we all know the playoff hump that they have to go over, but this might be the most special group of talent that they've ever had. Dave, you can't be serious. I am serious. Only five players have ever had 70 points in back-to-back -back seasons, and three of them are currently on the team. 60% of the Leafs to ever accomplish that feat are currently Leafs. When they have to fill out a questionnaire under job description, they put 
current leaf. Anyway, that was, that was a long diatribe that didn't necessarily have to do with the game, but William Nylander is on one this season. This might be the best season of his career when it's all said and done. Just enjoy. Now, speaking of careers, when they're all said and done, Mark Giordano is at the end of his career, but not quite. Obviously, he's got the rest of this season, and he is signed for next. And tonight, he tied history. For the game, Commander Chris Hadfield, famous Canadian astronaut guitar person, tweeted this photo. Mark Giordano's well-used shin pad. He's just three blocked shots away from Chris Russell's record of 2044. Go Leafs. First of all, I love that one of the most famous Leafs fans in the world is an actual astronaut, which is like my second grade dream. I wanted to be both of those things, an astronaut and a Leaf. Steve, are you doing anything to make any strides at becoming an NHL player or an astronaut? No, leave me alone. I just think they're cool. I'm seven. So Mark Giordano does not have sole possession of the all-time shot block record, but he has tied it, and let's be honest, he'll probably break it next game on Sunday against the Kraken, his former team. Let me check, Were there, does he have any other former team? I don't think so. You know, for as good as the Leafs have been this season, there's still lots of talk of they need more guts. They need more toughness, they need this, they need that. I wouldn't mind a body mover in front of the net, for sure. But there's a toughness to what Mark Giordano has done his whole career. And look, he might not be Norris winning Mark Giordano, he is 39 year old Mark Giordano. But that thing, that it, that he has always brought is still in here and it's still in here. And he brings it to this team every day. You feel the impact of having Mark Giordano on this roster and it rules, and they're better for it. Now, I did story time about William Nylander and Mark Giordano because then there wasn't a goal for like 45 minutes. There were a couple semi-exciting penalty kills from both teams. The shots were 7-3 for the Minnesota Wild in the third period. You can say it was two teams in different conferences just playing for the point, I do not think they played for the point for 45 minutes. What I think happened is the Leafs, who love to score goals and high event hockey is their oxygen, played a tight game with a boa constrictor of a team in the Minnesota Wild. That has been their brand, their identity from the moment they got into this league and they stuck with them. And there were only three penalties all of them were tripping, which is like the most obvious penalty you can call and basically all they're gonna call in the playoffs. So it was low event, defensive, and there were barely any penalties. That's a playoff game. Wild, despite some kind of strange trades recently, are a playoff team. You might say they're only a few points out of the wild card. They're only three points out of first place in their division. That was a good little test and the Leafs at very least tied the wild. Then overtime comes and that's got nothing to do with the playoffs, but gosh, it's fun. And William Nylander decided on a whim to snatch souls. I think it's worthy of mention that the Leafs have Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Ryan O'Reilly. So who took this face off in overtime? You guessed it. William Nylander! Still doing that thing where Matthews takes the face-offs on the left and Nylander takes the face-offs on the right. Well, he wins this. He wins it clean, right back to Riley. Riley gives it back to Nylander. He takes it along the boards and into the corner. But if you look at this little screenshot, this is how you know that three on three is nothing like three on five at all. Morgan Riley sets up in front of the net and he's the net front presence, I guess, for the Leafs. And before you go, oh, Morgan, look who the high guy is from Minnesota. 
That's Alex Goligoski. The reason Goligoski is chilling up here is because as soon as the faceoff happened and the Leafs won it, he started following Austin Matthews around, which is good. You want your best defensive player to cover the other team's best offensive player, but it leaves you without a defenseman in front of the net at all. So Nylander heads into a one-on-two situation in the corner, leaving Morgan Riley completely alone, but that's useless if Nylander doesn't have the puck and he loses it. Freddie Gaudreau, not to be confused with Johnny Gaudreau or Frederick Gauthier. What? Did I ever tell you Jesse wears Frederick Gauthier's pants at hockey? That's that's true, by the way. Jesse's 6'5", so he has to buy pro stock stuff. It's hilarious. Anyway, Gaudreau tries to go up the boards with the puck. Now, some say William Nylander got Gaudreau in the hands. Some are wrong. Nylander, perfect stick on stick with Freddie Gaudreau, takes the puck and he sees Matt Boldy in front of the net, who is a good player, but he's very not a defenseman. And he says, I'm gonna eat you alive. And I'm not saying that the Wild should sell at the deadline after what Nylander did to them. But yes, I also am. William Nylander, we are not even sort of kind of worthy. What? His 33rd of the season, 70 points. He's torching the league, it's awesome. You talk about the Leafs' big four up front. Like, if they're the Beatles, this dude is supposed to be Ringo. And from basically the moment the puck dropped this season until now, could have fooled him. So give Giordano his flowers, give Nylander his flowers, and you know what? You know who was good in this game after a couple not very good games? Ilya Samsonov. Not the busiest game he's ever played, but 24 saves on 25 shots. I will take that. Speaking of Samsonov, he said this about Giordano, I'm so happy to play with him. He's a nice guy. Now, unfortunately, I've never met Ilya Samsonov, but I have met Mark Giordano, and he is a nice guy. He's actually the guy who originally uh, ratted out John Tavares for having a kombucha tap. That's a real thing. He admitted it. He was serious. He has one. And also, I just wanted to shout out the fact that the Oshawa Generals of the Ontario Hockey League had Pride Night, and I got to do a little video message for them, and it was up on their video board. And I could tell you about it, but why don't I just show it? Oshawa! I miss you! Hi, friend, Steve Dangle here. I just wanted to wish you a happy Pride Night with the Oshawa Generals. This building is better with you in it. You belong, and I hope you have a great time tonight. Go, Gens, go. Building is always better with you in it. Never forget. Now to ruin the moment with questions, here's producer Drew. Should Matthews be the 3C in the playoffs? No goals since the Ryan O'Reilly deal. Drew, what are you picking on me for? I'm not even an Oilers fan. You know, it's funny. I will never complain about watching the Tavares-O'Reilly-Marner line ever again, or at least for the rest of the regular season, but Sheldon Keefe has already said that it's likely that it'll be Matthews, Tavares, and O'Reilly down the middle in the playoffs. And my question is, who's gonna play on the wings? Because if they do that three-headed monster up the middle, it's like Matthews with Bunting and Nylander, Tavares with Marner and Yarncroak, and then O'Reilly with Engvall and Kerfoot, maybe? But all the rumors with the Leafs have to do with defensemen. What are you up to? What are they up to? Isn't it super fun to not really know who the hero is going to be? So many options now. 
That's a pretty funny question considering William Nylander got the overtime winner, but I totally know what you mean. I wouldn't mind seeing the Leafs get like a bruiser on the back end, like a Luke Shen in part because he's kind of what they need. And also because he's not gonna cost very much. But because they go out and get a guy who doesn't cost very much, I think they should use the savings to go out and get a worthwhile winger to play with Ryan O'Reilly. Or you can make John Tavares the third line. Like you can make Matthews. Double down on your strength. That's what I'm thinking. And this one's funny. How will the boomers cope with that Nylander OT winner? You know what, man? I think it's over. And I think even for boomers, it's over. Most of them, anyway. I mean, I mean, there's there's always gonna be a few stragglers, but I think the big argument with Nylander, can the team succeed with him? Uh, or do they need someone else? Do they need to trade him? I, I think all of that talk came when we still didn't know what Nylander was. And then he puts together like his first big season and then it's like, all right, but can he do it again? And all he's done is get better and better, not just at putting up the points, not just at scoring goals. This guy dominates the play. He's got a really underrated defensive stick. His offensive and neutral zone defense are incredibly underrated and like the beauty with William Nylander is ideally the puck never gets down to your defensive zone. Listen if your uncle used to be anti-Nylander don't rub it in his face now he knows William Nylander is the man it just hurts him to admit it and that's okay as long as they bleed blue and white. So that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. Brand new Steve Dangle podcast up on the STPN channel. The CJ Show cooking up another show. Oh my goodness! You got you gotta subscribe to STPN. For, forget the STP. Forget me. For, you've seen enough of my face for the CJ Show alone. Oh, and the most recent episode of Agent Provocateur. Steve Eiserman was the guest. Have you heard of him? He's, he's scored a lot of points.